welcome to The Case For, a Baseball Hall of Fame podcast. I'm your host, attorney and baseball fan extraordinaire, Russell Christian. On each episode of this podcast, we examine a different Major League Baseball player's career, and I will make the case for whether I believe this player does or does not deserve enshrinement in the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown, New York. If you're someone whose clothing collection has a disproportionate ratio of baseball hats to neckties, then this is the podcast for you. Friendly reminder, I've never played professional baseball, I'm just a fan. I'm also an attorney, and believe me when I say it's way more fun to debate the pros and cons of a player's hallworthiness than it is to analyze the contract issues related to the carbolic smoke ball. The subject of our fifth episode is former relief pitcher Billy Wagner. In our last episode, we discussed the voting process, so it's exciting for me to point out that Billy, along with Todd Helton, who we discussed in our third episode, is currently on the Baseball Writers Association of America ballot. It's his ninth year on the ballot, so he only has this year and the next year to make it on the Baseball Writers ballot. Otherwise, he'll have to take his chances in the future, some, possibly some distant future, on a, on a Veterans Committee ballot. As you know, I make the case for a player's induction in three parts. One, statistics, two, hardware, and three, the fame factor. As for statistics, I like to look at traditional statistics as well as advanced, you know, sabermetric statistics. With regard to hardware, I like to explore awards received, recognitions, honors, achievements, and any postseason accolades. Finally, I like to explore the fame factor because I think it adds some fun, some mystery, and a little poetry to the whole discussion. Remember, we're talking about a human being here who played a game, so you know, it's just more to the analysis than just numbers on paper. So, without further ado, let's make the case for Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner grew up in Virginia, and like a lot of kids, he grew up playing a lot of sports. Now, there's a story from Billy's childhood that's really important to tell. I think it's really formative in terms of like you know his origin story and it really demonstrates from a young age the tenacity and the work ethic of Billy Wagner. He's a natural right-hander. However, a football injury when he's young led him to, you know, break his right arm and he ended up having to start throwing left-handed. And actually taught himself to throw left-handed even though he's a natural right-hander. So I think that's just a really interesting story about Billy Wagner. Uh, he was a standout player in high school as both a hitter and a pitcher, but he didn't get a lot of attention from college or pro scouts because he was considered too small and too short. Uh, as a result, he ended up playing at a very small Division III school in Virginia called Ferrum College. But, you know, he took the opportunity and he played his heart out. He ended up setting a, a Division III record career strikeouts per nine innings ratio and fewest hits allowed per nine innings. And then in 1993, uh, he got the attention of the Houston Astros, and he was drafted by the Astros in the first round of the MLB draft and spent most of the 93, 94, 95, and part of the 96 season in the minor leagues, where he had considerable success. He made a brief Major League debut on September 12, 1995 for the Astros against the Mets, only to pitch against one batter. But he got more pitching appearances with the Astros in 1996, and in 50 innings of relief pitching, he had a 2-4-4 ERA, a 2-2 record, and 67 strikeouts in 51 innings. His first full season was 1997, where he appeared in 62 games as a relief pitcher, and he earned 23 saves uh, com while compiling a 2.85 ERA and striking out a very impressive 
106 batters, and only 66.1 innings. This season really set the tone for his career, and with the exception of the 2000 season where an elbow injury and a surgery led to some pitching, pitching issues and an uncharacteristic 618 ERA, he really settled in for the rest of his career with a reputation as a very hard-throwing pitcher. He could throw over 100 miles an hour with outstanding strikeout ability. So that leads us to the first part of our three-part analysis statistics. Billy Wagner pitched 16 years in Major League Baseball, all of them in relief. Now, I mentioned the Houston Astros. He spent most of his career with the Astros. Between 95 and uh, 2003, he was with the Astros. Um it's interesting, he, he pitched all of his games in relief. He has zero games started in his career, which is not unusual. Some people get into the majors and um, you know, pitch all, all their games in relief. But you know, some relief pitchers were starters and then switched over. But he came in as a relief pitcher and stayed as a relief pitcher. So as a result of those 16 years in relief pitching, he retired with 422 saves, which places him very high on the all-time save lifts at number six. So... If we're getting down to brass tacks, you know, we're going right here with his biggest argument. The fact that he's number six all-time in saves is his biggest argument for the Hall of Fame. But we'll still get into his other stats here. Now, as I like to do, I, I like to look at the five pitchers ahead of Billy on this all-time save list. Interestingly, of the top five career leaders for saves, there's two of them that are not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, John Franco and Francisco Rodriguez, or K-Rod as they call him, who actually, K-Rod holds the single season saves mark as well. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, there are only eight pitchers with 400 or more career saves. And two of those pitchers, uh, Kenley Jansen and Craig Kimbrell, you know, just recently passed that mark in 2023. And K-Rod, uh, K-Rod hit the mark after Wagner retired. So it's fair to say after, at the time of Wagner's retirement, he was one of only five pitchers with 400 or more saves. I'll say that again because, again, he's currently at number six, but at the time of his retirement, he was uh, number five. He was one of only five pitchers with 400 or more saves. So, again, if we're getting down to brass tacks, let's just get right to it. That is his strongest argument for the Hall of Fame is the fact that he is number six in the all-time saves list and was number five at the time of retirement, and only him and four other guys have 400 or more saves. So, if you're a traditional counting stat person and you think saves are sort of the end-all, be-all stat for relievers, then in some respects, this is an open-and-shut case considering that at the time of retirement, he was top five you know, all-time for career saves. So, But again, another point, one of those five, John Franco, has more saves than Wagner and is not in the Hall of Fame, despite Franco having led the league in saves three times and winning the Rolaids Reliever of the Year award twice. But, you know, should Wagner be penalized for the voters' apparent oversight as to the career of Franco? You know, maybe we'll do an episode on, Dre, on John Franco. So, uh, you know, the plot thickens. So let's let's look a little further at Wagner's stats. It's not necessarily an open-and-shut case. Uh, to some it might be, but we'll, we'll go deeper here. His career strikeout per nine-inning ratio is a very impressive 11.9. Now, it's interesting to note Billy was not the lead leaguer in this uh, – I'm sorry, lead league leader in this category because – Similar to earn run average and batting average, in order to qualify, a pitcher has to have a certain amount of innings. And in this instance, they have to have one inning per pitched per uh, team game played, so essentially a minimum of 162 innings. So it's one of the reasons why you know assessing a relief pitcher's statistics is difficult because uh, so many people just latch on to saves. It's an easy statistic to count, but you know middle relievers they really <laughs> they get a bad rap because they don't they don't get the save. So you have to look at some of their advanced statistics. Um, one guy, not to get off topic, who I think uh, was a middle reliever, sometime a closer, who didn't have a lot of saves, but um, 
had some great statistics, which put him in the conversation as Jesse Roscoe, but we'll talk about him another time. For now, let's, let's focus on Billy. Uh, to emphasize Billy's statistics, w- what I want to do is I want to compare Billy to two players who are easily the best relievers of Billy's era, and that's Trevor Hoffman and Mariano Rivera. You know, both of these guys are relief pitchers. Both of these guys are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, while Trevor and Mariano have significantly more saves than Billy, the case for Billy becomes a little stronger when you compare the numbers between the three. So I'm going to compare, bear with me a little bit and compare some of these numbers. Innings pitched, Billy has the least amount, he got 903, Trevor has 1,089, Mariano has 1,283. So Billy has considerably less innings pitched. But, you know, I always say mere participation alone you know, doesn't get you in or out of the Hall of Fame. So that's not necessarily a knock against him. In fact, I think it's a strong point because, as, as we'll see, some of his uh, uh, statistics actually are, are pretty strong considering that he had less innings pitched. For instance, Billy, despite having less innings pitched than Trevor Mariano, actually has more career strikeouts. He has 1,196 career strikeouts. Trevor Hoffman has 1,133. Mariano Rivera has 1,173. Now, in terms of win-loss, it's kind of funny. Does win-loss even matter for relief pitchers? I don't know. We'll we'll discuss it anyway. Uh, Billy has a 47-40 career win-loss record for a 540 winning percentage. Trevor Hoffman, interestingly, has a 61-75. He has a losing career uh, win percentage. He's a 449 uh, win-loss percentage. So Billy has the edge there. But Mariano Rivera has the edge of all three, 82-60 career record for a 577 win-loss percentage. Now, this is interesting, WHIP, W-H-I-P. It's walks, hits per innings pitched. This is an advanced statistic uh, for those of you unfamiliar. Obviously, you want uh, the lower number, the better. It's kind of like ERA. <laughs> the less people in the base path, the better. Billy has the lowest of the three, 0.998. It's under one. It's very good. Trevor has 1.058 and Mariano Rivera at one. So of this advanced statistic, while walks and hits per innings pitched, Billy has the edge. Um, And then Billy also has the edge in strikeouts per nine innings with 11.9. Trevor's got 9.4 and and Mariano Rivera's got 8.2. Here's another interesting one. ERA, earned run average. I I think, you know, this is a stat I think that is important for relievers as well as starters. Billy has a career earned run average of 2.31. Mariano Rivera, man, that guy was great. Slightly lower, 2.21. Trevor Hoffman, nothing against him, great reliever, but he is way up there with a 3.69. So, you know, Trevor and Mariano are considered, the, you know, two best relievers of the era. If you're looking at ERA, you know, Billy's ERA is right up there just behind Mariano and way, you know, lower than Trevor. So I think that's significant. Um, so if you look at all these stats, you know, what does all this mean? Um, Billy's strikeout stats really stand out. I mean, he pitched the least amount of innings. In fact, 380 innings less than Rivera, yet he still had the most career strikeouts of the three and a much higher career strikeouts per nine inning ratio, as well as the lowest whip or walks hits per nine inning ratio. He's got the least amount of wins of the three, but, you know, does anyone really care about, about wins for a relief pitcher? Um, or for that matter, you know, win percentage, considering that Trevor Hoffman, a Hall of Famer, is a career win percentage under, you know, 500. So his era is nearly identical to Rivera. I'm sorry, his ERA uh, is nearly identical to Rivera's, considerably lower than Hoffman's. So when you stack, uh, tr- you know, Billy Wagner, Trevor Hoffman, Mariano Rivera, Billy stacks very favorably to these two. Uh, so while he doesn't have the career save totals of Hoffman and Rivera, Mariano Rivera is the all-time career save leader, 
and he doesn't have the postseason accolades of Rivera. He's still sixth all-time in saves. He was number five at the time of his retirement. And his analytic stacks are very favorable to Mariano and Trevor in a lot of instances better than them. So if anything, this just confirms his reputation as a hard-throwing strikeout machine and a very good closer. So that gets to our next topic. You know, did this earn Billy Wagner any hardware? Now, Billy's reputation led to seven all-star selections, the same amount as Trevor Hoffman and the number three pitcher on the all-time saves list, which is Lee Smith, who's in the Hall of Fame as well. And In fact, the only relief pitcher was seven or more all-star appearances. Uh, or Mariano Rivera, who leads with 13, Craig Kimball with nine, uh, Raleigh Fingers and Aroldis Chapman with seven. So only Kimbrell and Rivera have more all-star appearances so this is pretty elite company uh, if this is, you know, how you – there are voters out there that look basically only at all-star appearances. I think you got to take into you know, more into account. So if you're going just on all-star appearances, he stacks very favorably and some pretty elite company considering, you know, Kimbrell is probably going to be a definite Hall of Famer and Mariano Rivera was you know, not only a first ballot Hall of Famer, but, you know, you know the only unanimous Hall of Famer in history. So uh, Billy Wagner, he also won the Rolades Relief Man Award. Uh, this is an award sponsored by the antacid company Rolades. It doesn't exist anymore. I think it's sad. It's unfortunate. It was a cool award. Uh, it only existed between 1976 and 2012, so it's not as official as a Cy Young Award. But nevertheless, you know, while it existed, it was a great recognition of relief pitchers. You know, there have been relief pitchers that have won the Cy Young Award. Typically, it goes to starting pitching. And I kind of like the idea of a separate award for relievers because it's just a different thing. Um, it's hard to compare starters and relievers. So I like having the, this award. And I think it's noteworthy that Billy Wagner won it. Now, um, Trevor Hoffman and K-Rod won the award twice. And Mariano Rivera won that Rolades Award five times. So again, if we're comparing Billy to his contemporaries in terms of this very specific award, uh, there are others who have won this Rolades Relief Man Award more than Billy. Um, now, speaking of Cy Young Awards, Billy never won a Cy Young Award, but he did get votes in two seasons. He finished fourth, very impressive, in 1999 and sixth in 2006. Interestingly, Billy didn't get any Cy Young Award votes in 2003, but then he did get some MVP votes. <laughs> and likewise, he got some MVP votes in 1999, and he finished 16th in the voting. So the 1999 season was probably his best. He finished with a 4-1 record, a very impressive 1.57 ERA, 39 saves, and 124 strikeouts in only 74.2 innings for an incredible strikeout per nine inning ratio of 14.9. Uh, his career high for saves was 44 in 2003, one of two seasons in which he recorded over 40 saves. Now, as we noted, though, Billy never led the league in saves, and in fact, you know, not counting his strikeout per nine innings rate, which, as we noted, it's not official because he didn't have the right amount of innings. Billy only led the league in two, in two statistical categories in his career, pacing the majors in games finished with 67 and 70 in 2003 and 2005, respectively. So I have to say there's a bit of a knock against him. I, I don't know. I, I like to put a lot of stock in people who lead the league in a category. I'm not the only one. Some people think it doesn't matter. But, you know, it's interesting he never led the league in saves, but he did have a consistent, you know, uh, career. So... As you know, you know, when examining hardware, I also like to look at a player's postseason accolades. And I got to say, unfortunately for Billy, the postseason was not kind to him. He pitched in eight different postseason series over seven seasons, and he finished with a postseason ERA of 10.03, in 
including postseason ERAs of 18 in 1997, 98, and 2009, and 16.88 in 2006. Those are not typos. So, that's so you know, no offense. Those, those are not impressive earned run averages in the postseason. Now, to be fair, obviously, the postseason, these are incredibly small sample sizes. Uh, for example, he pitched only one inning in each of those 18 ERA seasons in the postseason, but he gave up two runs, hence the astronomical you know, ERA, two runs times nine innings, 18. So, you know, in nine postseason opportunities, he recorded only three saves and in 11.2 postseason innings. While he did strike out 13, he also gave up 21 hits and 13 earned runs. Uh, his teams lost every postseason series he pitched in, with the exception of the 2006 NLDS, where his Mets beat the Dodgers three games to nothing. Now, Billy did pitch well that series, pitched three innings over three games, striking out four and allowing only three hits in route to earning two saves. But then in the NLCS against the Cardinals that year, Wagner did earn the aforementioned 16.88 ERA. He allowed seven hits and five earned runs and only 2.2 innings pitched. Now, to be fair, we compared Billy's stats earlier to Mariano and Trevor in terms of his career stats, so it's only fair that we compare postseason accolades as well. Believe it or not, Trevor Hoffman also really didn't have much success in the postseason uh, but in six series over four years, you know, his Padres won two of those series. And ta- uh, I'm sorry, Trevor had a respectable 3.46 ERA. And in 13 total postseason innings, allowed only 11 hits and five earned runs, striking out 14 and earning four saves over 11 games. So Trevor Hoffman didn't have a lot of success, but it was significantly more. Trevor was more su- successful in the postseason than, than Billy. Now, I'm not even going to bother <laughs> comparing Billy Wagner's postseason stats and accolade to Mariano Rivera's. Uh, if you've made it this far listening to my podcast, there's an, an extremely good chance you are uh, a, a diehard baseball fan, in which case you are well aware of Mariano Rivera's postseason accolades and accomplishments. Uh, but if you've lived in a cave for the past several decades and are unaware, that's okay. I'll just say briefly that uh, Mariano Rivera was, and this is my you know, Larry David voice, pretty good in the playoffs. He was... Uh, very good playoffs pitcher. So um, in terms of hardware, you know, the biggest thing that stands out for Billy is the seven all-stars. Like we said, that kind of puts him in, uh, you know, pretty elite company with other uh, relief pitchers in terms of the all-star uh, appearances. But never never won a Cy Young. Did win one, uh, you know, relief pitcher of the year Rollades Award. Uh, but, you know, I like to lump the postseason accolades in with the hardware. And I got to say, this is this is probably the biggest knock one of the two biggest knocks, and also talk about the fame factor in a second, but really the fame factor is very nebulous. I'm going to be fair. In terms of actual playing career, actual statistics, actual appearances, I think the biggest knock on his career um, is that he, you know, when, when he pitched in the biggest games, he not only, you know, didn't pitch well, but he pitched very poorly. Uh, and, and I'm not trying to be mean here, not trying to pick on him, but, you know, the ERA speaks for, for itself. You know, three different – uh, you know, series in, in, in or, I'm sorry, seasons, which he's got ERAs at 18, another 16.88. So, you know, if that's a knock on Billy, um, you know, there's an argument to be made. Hall of Famers do Hall of Fame things, and when and when they're on the biggest stage, they rise to the occasion. In our second um, episode, we talked about Lou Whitaker, and you know, I mentioned some of his career counting stats aren't as impressive as others. He does have a really good career, you know, career war. 
But, you know, one of the big accolades in Lou's career, as well as his teammate, Alan Trammell, who's in the, the Hall of Fame, is, you know, Lou was outstanding when it counted in the 84 World Series. He was a star in that series, as was his teammate, Alan Trammell, who I believe was the uh, MVP of that World Series. So, you know, uh, the cream rises to the top in some respects. And to me, I think that's important. Um now, if you have post uh, regular season statistics and uh, accolades that are just overwhelming in favor of induction, and then you don't do well in the postseason, okay, that's one thing. But you know, when, let's be fair. I mean, Billy Wagner's sort of a borderline candidate. If he had, you know, a Madison Baumgartner type, you know, postseason career, that's definitely going to push him over the edge. But you know, he didn't. So I think that's a knock against him. Finally. In terms of the fame factor, here's another thing. I, I have to say, um, you know, the comparisons between Billy, Trevor, and Mariano that I mentioned earlier, they diverge greatly. You know, Mariano Rivera is by statistics, you know, general acclaim, World Series rings, the greatest relief pitcher ever. Uh, if you don't believe me, I'll say it again. He's the first and the only unanimous pick for the Hall of Fame, receiving 100% of the votes in his first year on the baseball writer's ballot. You know, nobody in history has accomplished that. Not Hank Aaron, not Willie Mays, not King Griffey Jr., not Roberto Clemente, not Ted Williams. So it's not just me, Mariano Rivera fanboying over here. You know, he's undisputed best relief pitcher of all time. And to people who follow the sports, he's just a well-known player. Now, Trevor didn't have as much postseason success, but spent most of his career in San Diego. I mean, he was a beloved player there. And with regard to Billy Wagner, and this is where I'll just say right now, if you follow me on Twitter, he spent most of his career with the Astros. If you're an Astros fan and you think differently, please let me know. I mean, admittedly, I, I'm not an Astros fan. I didn't follow the Astros very closely during these years. So if you think, hey, Russ, you're crazy. He was so famous. Everybody loved it. Please let me know. So with regard to Billy Wagner, you know, this is just my take here. While he was certainly well-known and respected as a great strikeout pitcher and a great relief, relief pitcher, um, and, you know, with the admission, of course, that this fame factor is very subjective and arbitrary, to me, Billy Wagner just doesn't have that fame or wow factor that a lot of other players have. Now, to be fair, in Billy's defense, you know, the prime of his career was the late uh, 90s, early 2000s. And I talked about this a bit on my Todd Helton episode. There was a, just there was a lot going on in baseball during those years. So in terms of like, you know, baseball stories that were stealing the spotlight and the headlines, there was just a lot of other stories getting the attention to the point where, you know, a consistently very good relief pitcher just wasn't very exciting. But then again, I will say, you know, I'll say that, you know, I have to point out too, when he was given you know, the opportunity in the postseason to write the narrative, so to speak, uh, his postseason accolades weren't very impressive. So, um, you know, in some in some ways, this fame factor isn't his fault. In some ways, you know, he he had a lot of control over you know how they did in the postseason and didn't didn't pitch very well. So, and maybe you know, there's an argument to be made that this the fact that he's you know doesn't have this sizzle factor or whatever you like to talk about maybe favors him. He just went about quietly about his job, worked hard, showed up, played well. So to me, Billy just doesn't have quite have that fame factor that other players do. And this isn't a result of a status as a relief pitcher. Indeed, you know, for, there was a time when relief pitching was kind of a new concept, and maybe you know the relief pitchers didn't get the attention they re- deserved. But you know, for several decades now, relief pitchers have gotten you know tons of attention. 
many instances, you know, more than other players, because as again, I mentioned that, you know, they got their, their intro music, you know, the crowd gets hyped. And, you know, if you don't believe me, go on YouTube, watch some clips of Trevor Hoffman coming into the game to the tune of ACDC's Hell's Bells. I mean, it's just awesome. Or my personal favorite, <laughs> go online, look at Oakland A's fans cheering on Grant Balfour. If you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and watch a video called A's Balfour Rage and Division Clench. I mean, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. So, you know, that's not to say that Billy Wagner didn't have a similar you know, reputation. He did have a reputation as an incredibly hard-throwing, you know, difficult-to-hit pitcher. And, and amongst players, he was well-feared and respected as a closer. But, you know, for me as a fan, and you know, perhaps others disagree, if you disagree, let me know. While I appreciated him as a great pitcher during his career, there's just many more players, if I'm being candid, that I was much more interested in watching and following than, be, than Billy, you know, just being honest here, so... Um, I remember watching him thinking, this guy's a good closer, he's really good, but you know, he's one of these players I didn't think, oh, this guy's a Hall of Famer, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. But, but but to be fair, there are players that you watch and you think, oh, this guy's a guaranteed Hall of Famer, and then they're not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, perfect example, and that's not, you know, Bo Jackson, probably not fair, he got injured, his career was cut short, but, you know, when you're watching him in his prime, even even a Hall of Famer, his first ballot Hall of Famer, is just saying this guy was on another planet, but... You know, uh, unfortunately, he's not going to be in the Hall of I don't even think he has the minimum years, you know, qualify and, you know, didn't have career statistics, unfortunately, because of that injury. But um, anyway, so, um, you know, I, look, this fame factor is just a small consideration in my overall three-part analysis. It's the sizzle on the bacon, if you will. And I have to say that in this instance, perhaps a bit of additional notoriety, coupled with some elite-tier postseason performances, would have definitely pushed Wagner over the edge, in my opinion. But... As it stands, despite his career saves total and his very impressive strikeout ratio, at the end of the day, you know, strikeout ratio is a largely, you know, theoretical, hypothetical statistic. And there's a reason for the great disparity between strikeout per nine inning ratios of starters and relievers. Relievers pitch less innings and usually pitch in only one inning a game. So it's not to say their job isn't hard. It's just different. So it's one thing to hypothetically say he's going to strike out that many over nine innings. It's another to go out and do it. So... I have to say, for all these reasons, this has probably been the most difficult, if not the most difficult, case to examine. But for me, with all due respect to Billy Wagner, he's a first ballot Hall of Very Good player, but I don't know if he makes the cut for the Hall of Fame. Again, the biggest argument for him is is, is number six in the all-time saves list. But again, there are two players ahead of him that aren't in the Hall of Fame. One of those guys is the single season saves uh, record, and John Franco has you know led you know led the league in saves several times. And I have to say too, you know, Billy's postseason just really is kind of a knock against him. You know, Hall of Fame players when they get the big stage, they do Hall of Fame things. So, you know, I have to say for all these reasons, for me, I don't think well you know, he makes the cut. I'm sorry, Billy, but of course I have had my mind changed in the past. I did mention on my Lou Whitaker episode for years. I was adamant Lou Whitaker was not a Hall of Famer. I would say, you know, Lou Whitaker is not a Hall of Famer. When I went looked in depth and looked at some of his stats and I and I was preparing for the episode, I was prepared to say I don't didn't think he was, but you know, I changed my mind. So I'm open to have my mind changed. So if you think I'm wrong and, and you're uh, open to some well-reasoned input and feedback, feel free to reach out and let me know why on Twitter on at the case for. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out my other episodes and stay tuned for the next episode where we discuss slugger Gary Sheffield, who's up for his election this year on his 10th and final year on the Baseball Writers Association ballot. Until then, remember, when life gets you down, stop what you're doing and watch a baseball game. <laughs>